Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now he's making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Quiet day in the NHL. There is nary a game. There will be many tomorrow, 14 in total, including your Edmonton Oilers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. It's on 6.30, Chad. The face-off show will be at 3.30, and the game will be at 5, as uh, the Oilers back in the loss column in their last two after that three-game winning streak, so now 5-11-1 on the season. The Raptors playing in the NBA in-season tournament. And it uh, looks like they're headed towards a loss here, trailing Orlando 110-86 with 6.40 left in the fourth quarter. It is a tournament game and a regular season game as uh, the NBA trying to spice up this part of the uh, regular season. I guess it's working. I'm talking about it, but I don't really know if it's necessary. Anyway, just being a bit of a curmudgeon there. Um, so the Oilers did not practice today, so morning skate tomorrow, and then the game against the Panthers, who uh, come into this game with a record of 10 and uh, 7 they've had some they, they have a much better record than the Oilers though they've had uh, some trouble keeping the puck out of their own net as well uh, I, I get asked a lot are, are, are the Oilers going to make the playoffs are the Oilers going to make the playoffs and I say to you what do I look like some kind of future predicting wizard yes I know I have the long white beard and I know I wear a purple cloak with yellow stars and moons on it but I'm actually not a wizard I just like to dress that way all I can tell you is this the the chances aren't as good as they were well four or five days ago uh, I, I there's a couple of websites I like I like to go to sports club stats you've heard me talk uh, what I find you're gonna hear two very different numbers which I find kind of weird so clearly they use different methodology sports club stats has the orders at a 5.8 percent chance of making the playoffs that's quite low then if you go to money puck uh, they have the orders at 44 and a half percent now Obviously, they use different simulations. I think Money Puck is uh, figuring that the uh, Western Conference cut line is not going to be that high, so that's why it's uh, it looks a little bit there better there for the Oilers on that website. I know about the American Thanksgiving cut line. Generally, the teams that are in the playoff spot on American Thanksgiving make the playoffs. Usually, it's 13 or 14 of the same teams. So you do have teams who are on the outside rally to get in, though uh, it's difficult. The Oilers are uh, eight points out of a playoff spot, but they have to pass almost everybody to get there. Seattle and St. Louis right now have 19 points. The Oilers have 11. Edmonton ahead of only Chicago and San Jose in the Western Conference standings. The To get to 95 points, which is what I've been using as a hypothetical 
point total that should get you in. Could be less, but I think 95, you, you almost always get in if you get to 95. The Oilers would have to play 646 hockey the rest of the way. So basically, we'll round up. they got to get 65% of their remaining points to get to 95. That's tough. I mean, that's... Uh, what is that? Thirteen out of every twenty points. So in a six-game span, you get you got to go six, three, and one pretty much consistently, or you have to have an incredible, you know, fourteen-game burst where you go twelve and two, something like that. And yes, I realize the Oilers do not look uh, at all capable of that lately. And it's uh, it's to me, it's increasingly frustrating because it's the it's the same problems over and over again, really both this year. And, and even parts of last year, uh, and it, it, in in some the, in some respects, it's the same people showing that they are making the same mistakes over and over again, which is pretty frustrating. And this club has talked pretty consistently. I mean, they have made the playoffs four straight years, and they have won some playoff series. That uh, they've still pretty consistently talked about. We have to defend better 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 how many times have you heard that more times than i just said it in that 10 second span and yet the oilers continue to be a team that does not defend nearly well enough uh i know there's a a lot of discussion about how the roster is put together about the goaltending which i'm not letting off the hook here um but Again and again, we see the same problems, and then we hear the same comments from the same players about doing it better, and it doesn't consistently get executed. So, I mean, you can answer. I, I, I don't have the answers for you. I'll get, tell you as we go along some things I think. Your opinion's just as valid as mine, and you can get in touch at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. So it basically means the the players who are insisting that they need to defend better either just aren't talented enough to do it. They 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 can't skate fast enough, or they're not big enough, or they're they're not uh, they don't recognize plays well enough. Like they they just can't do it. And and sometimes that happens, even in pro sports. I'm sure some of you might play sports. I could say, hey, Rory McIlroy hits a 350-yard drive. You go do it. I'm guessing you, most of you would not be able to do it no matter how hard you tried. So maybe you're just miscast as the guy being the driving specialist on my golf team. Or maybe there just continues to be um, these incredible brain farts um, you know, when it comes to playing defensive hockey and a refusal to work the bad habits out of your game. And I think we've seen that from a lot of players. I think we've seen that from a lot of players who are supposed to be leaders and stars and top guys on the Edmonton Oilers and relied on to make the right play at the right time. And uh, that's a big reason why they're they're in this predicament. Um, and, and I think that's what makes this year's Oilers campaign a little bit unique. I, I mean, we've gone through extended stretches in the last four or five years in which, you know, the, the star players, and this was even, you know, before Hyman and Kane were here, had to carry the load and almost do everything because the rest of the roster wasn't just nearly good enough. I think clearly there have been some players in the bottom six that haven't been great this year, haven't scored. But uh, we've seen 
a lot of frustration. We've seen a lot of lacks of ex- execution. We've seen a lot of those brain cramps from some of the top players on the team. It's not every night, but it's been far too much. And now, as we've seen, the power play doesn't cash in. And the Oilers are still in the top half when it comes to the power play in the NHL. But if you compare their power play percentage after 17 games this year to last year, it's 10% lower. I mean, it's just over 31% last year. It's it's now just over 21% this year. And... Um, You know, again, chances to tie the game against Tampa Bay on the power play. Chances to tie the game against the Florida Panthers on the power play. Didn't score, didn't really threaten. And now when you're you're allowing more goals than you need to in a game, uh, all of a sudden you can't cash in, and uh, and it's adding up to all these losses. I mean, 5-11-1, it's a poor record, folks. That's a 324 points percentage. That's not even a third of their points. Think about that. It's not even a third of their points. They're not even on the pace of winning one of every three games. It's not good. And it's it's not a mistake. It's not bad luck. I, I realize there were a couple of goals last night that looked like bad luck. But I think if you trace back to some things that happen on those plays, um, you know, the Oilers put themselves in a situation where luck might matter. And I think if you're playing responsibly enough and thorough, thoroughly enough, then maybe the the luck isn't going to hurt you as much, you know? Maybe the luck isn't going to hurt you as much. So that's how I look at that. Uh, I know I got a very good, very interesting uh, message from a listener this afternoon that I want to get to, and uh, we are gonna we are gonna get to that. But we do have a very special guest standing by, who uh, had a very interesting view of this moment on Sunday night. With the clock ticking down, just over 20 seconds to go. Fajardo takes the snap cleanly. Bombers bring pressure. Fajardo's going to throw it down to where the end zone. He's got it. Oh, my goodness. It's still pot. The Montreal Alouettes drive the field. And with 11 seconds left, Cody Fajardo with a likely game winner to the Canadian kid. The drama at the Grey Cup called by... Dustin Nielsen from Edmonton Sports Talk uh, here in Edmonton doing the game on TSN Radio, and we carried it here carried it here on 6.30 Chet. And I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports once again a Grey Cup champion, Montreal Alouettes defensive lineman Sean Lemon. Sean, my name's Reed. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing amazing. Three-time <laughs> Grey Cup champ. Yeah, not bad. Sounds pretty good, and, and all of them a little different. First of all, what was it like hearing that audio? It was amazing. I got chills listening to it. I, I immediately grabbed my, my my championship hat and put it on as I was listening to it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I I want to start there, and I know a lot of other things happen in the game, but um, you know, you're you're a defensive player. Fajardo and the offense are on the field. Uh, you know, you guys have done enough to give them a chance that uh, three ties the game and seven wins the game. What what was your view of that play? How intently were you were you watching what the offense was doing? I already knew. I just kind of knew. Like, I got seen an offense practice all week, and, you know, offensively we were doing things. We were taking shots. We took a few shots uh, throughout that whole game. So I, I knew that we were – like, one thing about this team, the DNA, like, it comes down from, you know, Danny. It comes from Coach Moss. It comes from Coach Noel Thorpe. It comes from Anthony Calvillo. Like, all of us have that DNA of we're going to go out swinging. You know, so uh, I knew when the ball went up, I knew we had opportunity. We got the coverage we wanted and, you know, just we just made a play. 
Um, you know, you mentioned Jason Moss, who was here. Uh, obviously, he was in Saskatchewan with Cody Fajardo, who was your quarterback. But it, I thought you guys had a really interesting season. And I, I got to admit, as a viewer, Sean, there were a lot of times where I thought to myself, yeah, I don't know if these guys are that good. Like, they seem pretty inconsistent. And you were 6-7 and seven at one point. What got the role going? Because obviously you didn't lose a game after you dropped to 6-7. and seven. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We just, we just continue to get better. Like, you go back and look at those games. Yeah, we went on an eight-game win streak to win the Grey Cup. But you look at the two games before that um, against BC, um, the, you know, the call, bogus call against Mon- Elmondo Sewell when he sacks, uh, was the quarterback, Vernon uh, Adams for BC. Um, we probably won that game. You look at the Toronto game down to the wire. Uh, we didn't play our best football. And also, that was Darnell Sankey's first game here. So, you know, he wasn't all the way sure with, you know, alignments, communication, play calls coming in. And we just continued to get better. We didn't make any excuses. We continued to get better. It's DNA from our head coach. It's DNA from our coordinators. We just continued to work and we compete. And we knew we wanted more. And, you know, guys just bowed to, you know, accept the tough criticism and meetings, accept everything and just – Everybody was just dial on winning and, you know, just whatever you needed to give for the sacrifice for the betterment of the team, everyone did it. And even at halftime, you know, I gave a, you know, uh, a speech to the, the whole team and like, yo, let's not wait on next year. The time is now. The time is now. We need to get this done right now. We can beat these guys. And, you know, guys accepted the challenge and we went out and got the job done. So I, I'm glad you brought up halftime. The, you guys didn't punch it in from the one-yard line. You know, and hey, I got to say, Sean, like the Elks had that in the first game of the season and, and couldn't get in from the one. And I, I think that messed them up for a large chunk of the season, quite frankly. How, what was the mood in the locker room having left those points uh, on, on the field? Was there frustration or, or were you guys no, just moving on from it? No, it wasn't frustration. It's just we look at it like the glass half full, like you know what, we made enough plays to get down to the one-yard line. Next time we get an opportunity to do that, we're putting the ball in the end zone. It's just positive. It's just we got a bunch of leaders on this team. Um, we, Our leader, as our head coach, he he's, he looks at it the same way as I just told you. going to score. He said that. Defense, we're going to effing score this first drive of the third quarter. It. Sean, do we still have you? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm not sure what part you heard last. Okay, no, you, just, you were just saying that Jason said you're going to blankety-blank score and get going in the third quarter. That's kind of the last thing we heard. Yeah, exactly, and we did. So, you know, we just we just believe. We believe. We don't care who are outside who don't believe in us. We just believe in ourselves. And it's the DNA of this team. You look at a guy like uh, Jason Moss, um, you know, Sass didn't want him. They fired him as an OC. Cody, they fired him. At, or they didn't want him as a quarterback. Myself, nobody wanted to sign me as a, to a contract. Darnell Sankey, nobody in CFL wanted to sign him to a contract. Avery uh, Ellis, nobody wanted to sign him to a contract. Um, just a whole bunch of you put. You don't put people like that on one team, and it just happens. You know what I mean? Like it was something special here brewing, and we just we just played it out and believed. 
Sean Lemon from the Grey Cup champion Montreal Alouettes joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports. His, his third Grey Cup champ. I could tell you were a little irritated. I didn't say that off the top, Sean. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to remind, you know, three different teams, right. three Grey Cups. Best feeling in the world. Uh, I, I want to, and, and I, Sean, I work a lot on our Oilers broadcast as well, and I work with a gentleman named Rob Brown who, who used to play in the NHL, and uh, he and I did the Oilers game t- together yesterday, and he came in and said, I watched the Grey Cup. He said, great game. He actually picked you guys to win in the last minute on Saturday, on when we did our picks on Saturday, so credit to him for that. But Rob said, what a, what a violent and physical game. He enjoyed that. Uh, how physical was that game? And I assume that's, uh, that suited you just fine. That was very physical. I mean... That's just the DNA of our team. That's the DNA of Coach Nolthorpe, uh, you know, he put into our defense. It's, we play fast. We play physical. We don't care. We just go out and produce, you know, and, you know, that's just the DNA of this team. And I feel like it's it's moved to our offense as well and our special teams. And, you know, it's just contagious. It, you know, worked out good for us. All right. So uh, tell me what happens in the couple hours after you win the uh, Grey Cup. I've gotten to know Justin Lawrence over the years because he played here for the University of Alberta. And I, I texted him after the game a congratulations. And I didn't think I'd hear from him for a couple days, but he actually texted me around 12.30 uh, in the morning Eastern time. And I saw there were some... He was. It looked like there's a set set up for you guys to get some pictures done. Like, do you get... Oh, is gosh. there a party right after the game or what's everything you oh, got to take yeah. care of? Oh, yeah. We <laughs> completely trashed the Tiger. Locker room. It, was, it was worth every second of it. There's probably going to be champagne on the ceiling when they go back to training camp. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. I enjoyed every second of it. Um, my nephews, my twin nephews, were able to come up. Um, my whole family came up, and you know, it was just amazing. I was just so thankful, happy to share that moment, not only with my brothers on my team, but just my family as well. I had about nine to ten tickets for the Great Cup. It was worth it. It's worth every penny of it, and I'm just thankful. Okay. Um, well, incredible moment for sure. Uh, I mean, a classic game just overall for football. I, I, want, you know, I want to ask you a couple more just quickly. And uh, usually I wouldn't ask a player about the opposition, but you've been around the CFL. Like you said, you've won the Great Cup on two other occasions. I know you have a lot of respect for the players in this league. I, I, I'm just hoping you can comment on Winnipeg making the Grey Cup four seasons in a row? Because, I mean, you know better than anybody else how, how hard it is, right? It's amazing, man. Cal, Cal, Walters, uh, Osh, um, you know, Buck Pierce, uh, Richie Hall, any of the players on the team, they do a great job year in and year out to be consistent. One of the most underrated things in this league, I've learned that as well with myself as a player is, People underestimate consistency. They think it's just like, ah, oh, they'll be back. It takes a lot of work in that. It takes a lot of work in that. They were dealing with a team like BC Lions in the West, who was, uh, you know, fighting and, you know, putting together a good season as well. Um, Edmonton is an up and coming team in the West. Calgary is a team that will find their way soon enough. And, you know, to make it back, to make it to four Grey Cups in the West is unheard of. And um, Zach Caleros is a real good friend of mine. I'm, I'm, you know, Stanley Bryan over there is a really good friend of mine. Those guys are amazing. They put the work in. They put the time in. And, you know, they have nothing to be, you know, of course, you know, losing the game sucks. But um, somebody had to lose, and I'm glad it wasn't me. But uh, just, you know, hats off to the things that they've done this year. 
All right, Sean. And look, I'll, I'll be the I'll be the jerk that'll ask you this question. You're up over 100 sacks. You got your third cup. Uh, you're 35. Are you coming back? Is that even a question? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. I'm sorry to curse on radio, but I would never leave in a situation like I'm still playing my best football. I honestly believe that guy would have been an all-star, probably nominated for defensive player of the year again if I had a complete season. I missed six or seven games this year. And, you know, no question am I coming back. Like, that's not even an option. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, my body feels great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun. I would never leave like this, you know. All right. Well, that's a, I, well. I appreciate how definite you were with your answer, so I'm glad I asked it. Because no, uh, yeah, we got... It's not even a maybe. There's not. Yeah. No. Well, I can't make the assumption, right? I got to ask. So thanks for that. <laughs> hey, Sean, I don't know if you remember, but you have been on the show a couple times in the past, and I always enjoy talking to you. And, uh, you know, you've been a mainstay in, in the CFL, and I think you've done a lot for the league. So th- thank you for that, and I appreciate your time. I know you probably got a lot of uh, commitments with media and family and your teammates here since you won the Great Cup. So thanks for coming on Inside I a, Sports. I have, I have a commitment that I'm getting to with the Great Cup party we're having tonight. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, thank you, man. You do amazing work for Ali. I love your passion behind Ali. Um, I know I'm listening. I'm talking to Edmonton listeners and, and viewers out there. But I just want you guys to know that you know your team is on the right track. And Chris Jones has turned that team around this year, and they will be competing before a Grey Cup next year. That's just my opinion, of course. Um, so just you know, be patient and. You know, great things are going to be happening for the city of Edmonton, of course. And, you know, just thank you for everything you do for our league. Right on. Have fun at the party, Sean. No problem. Thank you. All right. That is Sean Lemon from the Montreal Alouettes. A really good interview. Did you get a free F-bomb if you win the Grey Cup, Kellen? Well, they were handing out a few on Sunday. They got so <laughs> yeah. about we, we had one on Inside Sports as well. Uh, uh, i tell you something, everybody. Um I enjoyed Sean's honesty and his passion. That doesn't give you the green light to start using words like that, okay? He won the Grey Cup, so you got to keep it clean, as will I, as uh, (laughs) as we continue with Inside Sports. But he's a great interview. I thought great insight uh, into the game, into the uh, attitude that the Alouettes had. He had some great things to say about the respect he has for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as well, and uh, he's going partying with his teammates tonight. Okay, uh, we'll get to some of your feedback here about the Oilers. I think a couple folks might have called in. I don't know if they held on through the Sean interview but we'll uh, we'll get back to that and uh, we'll talk more about uh, about your Oilers and what are they going to do it's inside sports on Chet